Deuteronomy chapter 7. Yeah, Moses is in the middle of a great speech, and so we pick it up. When Yahweh your God brings you into the land where you go to possess it, and cast out many nations before you, the Hittite, the Girgashite, the Amorite, the Canaanite, the Perizzite, the Hivite, and the Jebusite, seven nations greater and mightier than you, and when Yahweh your God delivers them up before you, and you strike them, then you shall utterly destroy them. You shall make no covenant with them, nor show mercy to them. You shall not make marriages with them. You shall not give your daughter to his son, nor shall you take his daughter for your son, for that would be turning away your sons from following me, that, when, that they may serve other gods. So Yahweh's anger would burn against you quickly, and he would destroy you. But you shall deal with them like this. You shall break down their altars, dash their pillars in pieces, cut down their Asherah poles, burn their engraved images with fire. For you are a holy people to Yahweh your God. Yahweh your God has chosen you to be a people for his own possession above all peoples who are on the face of the earth. Yahweh did not set his love on you, nor choose you because you were more in number than any people, for you were the fewest of all people. But because Yahweh loves you and because he desires to keep the oath which he swore to your fathers, Yahweh has brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you out of the house of bondage from the hand of Pharaoh king of Egypt. Know therefore that Yahweh your God himself is God, the faithful God, who keeps covenant and loving kindness to a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandments. And he repays those who hate him to their face to destroy them. He will not be slack to him who hates him. He will repay him to his face. You shall therefore keep the commandments, the statutes and the ordinances which I command you today to do them. It shall happen because you listen to these ordinances and keep them to do them, that Yahweh your God will keep with you the covenant and the loving kindness which he swore to your fathers. He will love you, bless you and multiply you. He will also bless the fruit of your body and the fruit of your ground, your grain and your new wine and your oil, the increase of your livestock and the young of your flock in the land which he swore to your fathers to give you. You will be blessed above all people. There won't be male or female barren among you or among your livestock. Yahweh will take away from you all sickness and he will put none of the evil diseases of Egypt, which you know, on you, but will lay them on all those who hate you. You shall consume all the peoples whom Yahweh your God shall deliver to you. Your eyes shall not pity them. You shall not serve their God, for that would be a snare to you. If you shall say in your heart, These nations are more than I, how can I dispossess them? You shall not be afraid of them. You shall remember well that Yahweh your God, you shall remember well what Yahweh your God did to Pharaoh and to all Egypt. The great trials which your eyes saw, the signs, the wonders, the mighty hand, and the outstretched arm by which Yahweh your God brought you out, so shall Yahweh your God do to all the peoples of whom you are afraid. Moreover, Yahweh your God will send the hornet among them until those who are left and hide themselves perish from before you. You shall not be scared of them, for Yahweh your God is among you, a great and awesome God. Yahweh your God will cast out those nations before you little by little. You may not consume them at once, lest the animals of the field increase on you. But Yahweh your God will deliver them up before you, 
and will confuse them with a great confusion until they are destroyed. He will deliver their kings into your hand, and you shall make their name perish from among the sky, from under the sky. No one will be able to stand before you until you have destroyed them. You shall burn the engraved images of their gods with fire. You shall not cover the silver or the gold that is on them, nor take it for yourself, lest you be snared in it. For it is an abomination to Yahweh your God. You shall not bring an abomination into your house and become a devoted thing like it. You shall utterly detest it. You shall utterly abhor it, for it is a devoted thing. So, this chapter talks... It, it's still on the theme of obedience, which the book of Deuteronomy is about, but it talks about completely destroying these nations that, that they're about to go in and, and dispossess. And uh, it talks about the seven nations, greater and mighty than the Israelites. God chose the Israelites not because they were numerous, but because they were few. God wanted to do something glorious through them, not because they were more special, but because they were not that special. And the Lord chooses us too, of course, not because we're special, and we must not think we are, but he chooses us because we're weak, and he can get the most amount of glory out of choosing us. So then the Lord tells them, don't be afraid. Remember what I did to Egypt. Now I'm going to do it to these seven nations, and you must not have mercy upon them. You must completely wipe them out. Doesn't that sound cruel? Well, it only sounds cruel to us because we, first of all, we live in the modern world, because we've, we've got all this political correctness going on around us. Second of all, we don't understand how completely immoral and depraved these people were. Now you imagine that it's, it's World War II <laughs> and we're going, you know, imagine it's the Nuremberg trials, you know, and you've got these people that, have, that used to run concentration camps and it was so evil, they used to kill Jews and, and their practices were terrible. Now imagine me saying to you, oh, just have mercy on Hitler. Just have mercy on, and you know, Goering. Just have mercy on those guys. It's not nice to, it's not nice to kill them. Well, you know, the only appropriate action is to deal justice to them because of how evil they were. And the Bible says, but way back in Genesis chapter fifteen, the Lord said to Abraham, "And I'm going to give you all to this land, but not yet." He said, "Because the sin of the Amorites has not yet reached its fullness." So the people who were living in that land were going to get a lot more evil and the Lord was obliged to deal with it. We mustn't think that this is a one-off case because the Lord deals with all unrighteousness and you might think that some of it gets overlooked but nothing is overlooked in the eyes of the Lord and the day will come when everyone will be judged and the Lord will deal with things as they need to be dealt with. But in some cases, they needed to be dealt with immediately. So the Lord is combining here you know, the need for justice because of evil, along with this process of giving the land to his people. So he's giving, one on one hand, giving promises. On the other hand, he's, he's giving justice. But he's giving, telling these Israelites not to show mercy because if they show mercy, what they're going to be doing is, is allowing evil to remain. So it even though it sounds hard for us to read, we can relate to this spiritually. Because if there are things in, that are around us that are wrong, and we should not participate in them, but if we do, if we allow them into our lives, it changes us and is not good for us. So we have to take a fairly ruthless approach to certain things. 
And um, my kids, they were asking us, you know, why can't we watch this certain movie? Other people have watched it. And we said to our kids, look, we don't even watch that movie. Like, we're adults. The movie is rated, you know, 15 plus. Our kids are not 15 yet. So there's a good reason right there. But but we, we'd say to them, well, look, even though your mum and I are older than that age, we don't watch that movie. Because we look at that. We look at what's in the movie. There's, there's ways of finding out. IMDB.com has a parent guide for pretty much every movie. And you, it'll list every swear word and the whole... You look at that and you think, can I, in a clear conscience as a Christian, watch that movie? And there's many times you can't because it's just not good. Well, you've got to take this approach not just to movies but to lots of things. And um, I remember years ago we had to go to Las Vegas for something and uh, we, we weren't going to gamble or anything like that. But just the drive into Las Vegas, the billboards on each side of the road with... Um, scantily clad women and, and all of this it was so horrific we got my wife to drive the car and me and all the boys we just looked down the whole way in it, it was just like that bad and um well how many you know you've got to kind of take that level of ruthlessness to your spiritual life to avoid evil because otherwise if you're not merciless, let's just say merciless towards these things, it affects you. And so Moses is giving them this speech and saying, show no mercy when you go in. You know, don't, you know, don't take their idols to yourself. Those idols are devoted to destruction. If you take it to yourself, you'll be devoted to destruction. So, um, and Moses is giving them all these warnings because Moses doesn't end up going into the promised land. And you're going to find out later in the book of, of um, Joshua and Judges, what happens? Do they do what Moses says or not? Well, we'll get to all of that, um, but they certainly don't follow um, the instructions very well. In the New Testament, in the gospel, in the the letter of one John, it says in one John one twenty five, "Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them." Do not love this world nor the things it offers you. So this is what we're talking about here. When they went into the promised land, you know, they were tempted all around by lots of worldly things. Remember, these were highly evil and immoral people and the Lord wanted it just removed. And that's what the Lord says to us too. It's not about killing people, but it is, you know, that lesson has been made and those people were judged. But you'll be judged for your sin too. And anyone who, who lives today will also be judged for their sin. And so we need to take the same ruthless approach to evil to, to remove it from our lives so that it's not a snare to us. I just want to finish with one thought. We've just read from 1 John 1.25 where the Apostle John said, Do not love the world or anything in the world. But in John 3.16, also written by John, very famous passage, he quotes something Jesus said. When Jesus said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son. So you've got to be careful when you read the Bible that you don't get you know, the context mixed up. The reason Jesus loved the world or God so loved the world was because he was, it was, not, was not saying that he loved the things the world did. He loved the people of the world so much that he cared for them to give his life for them. But John the Apostle later on in 1 John is telling us not to love the world. He's saying not to love the things of the world, the worldliness, the way that the worldly people think. But he's not telling us not to care about the people of the world so that we would pray for them, we would seek their salvation, 
that would seek to minister to them. So we're in this position where we love the people of the world in the way that the Lord did, but we don't love worldliness. We don't love the things that the people in the world love. So Father, help us to apply here the words of Moses to our lives, the words of John the Apostle, the words of Jesus quoted by John the Apostle. Father, I pray we'd apply them all so that we do not love the evil things that this world loves, but we care about the people of this world just as Christ did. Father, give us this grace, I pray. May a burden for these things grow within us. In Jesus' name, amen.